I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And you're listening to Two Average Girls. Happy Tag Tuesday. Happy Tag Tuesday to you, Denise. How are you? It's good. I usually don't say that part. What? You usually say, Happy Tag Tuesday, and then Ooh. I respond. Should we Should we stop and start again? No, I wanted to be the first. <laughs> oh, I see. I wanted to take your job for a second. <sighs> What's new? Yeah, I know. <laughs> My I job's constantly getting taken. I really want to be you, actually. <laughs> So, Savannah, will you introduce yourself? Because I think you can do it more justice than either one of us. Okay. I am Savannah Anderson. I am the senior representative at National Write Your Congressman in Southern California. I am celebrating 16 years next month. Mm. And we involve the people in our government. So, uh, National Write Your Congressman are the... NWIC, NWIC, just a little correct. easier to say. Um, is it an is it a not for profit or what? What's we the actually are a for profit organization, and this is extremely important to understand why. We are member funded only. We are not funded by a political left or political right. Okay. We're not funded by anybody's political agenda. So we can be honest and true and provide the facts on both sides of the narrative which is very refreshing Mm. to so many where you can't get true facts Mm -hmm. david noble adamson was the founder he worked with the u.s chamber of commerce which is a huge lobby organization in the country representing businesses and he was out on a trip when and he had four kids at home that he had to provide for and sell memberships into an organization that he believed in. And he went to bed one night on this trip after calling his wife, Bess, and said, um, Lord, I need some guidance. And he always lived his life by prayer. And that night, the Lord visited him and laid out the foundation of National Write Your Congressman to him. He picked up the phone the next morning and called Bess, said, honey, I'm leaving the U.S. Chamber, and I'm starting National Write Your Congressman, a club. Oh, Bess is a strong, <laughs> tough lady. Because she was. She, she apparently uh, supported him. She supported him, <laughs> yes. And she believed in him mm-hmm. because she knew that he was guided. So he saw a need of some sort in that we, there's not enough communication between what the, the a congressman, the political side, and the people? He saw a need to get the facts out there mm. um, and to be nonpartisan in the approach that we brought the information forward, get more businesses informed, not just these big conglomerates that mm-hmm. the U.S. chambers sometimes tend to uh, lean towards, mm-hmm. um, but to actually get out there, talk to people, and get them writing Congress. Because the chamber doesn't write. Mm-hmm. You, when you're a member, you pay a due, they give you a magazine. He wanted that communication to be there between the people and their lawmakers because the founding of this nation is instrumental uh, with the American people being a part of our government. And so he was trying to bridge that gap. So what's an example of the kind of, is there a letter writing campaign or is it up to the individual? So we do not bring forward any legislation unless it's brought to us. So Congress provides us their agenda, whether it's the Biden administration currently is telling us what their agenda is and sending it to our research department, or it is 
our research department here in California, which is me and all my other colleagues that are finding the issues that are important to all of the businesses that we encounter mm -hmm. so that we can get the, uh, the issues out so that the people can voice their opinions to their state lawmakers. Um, we don't choose them. Congress chooses the issues. Oh, the profit portion of it. I like because you're just you're a business and you're providing information, not one way or the other. That's correct. And so when she presented it to me as an opportunity for me to have one place, when you become a member, you basically buy the membership for every person that you want to have be part You're of this. You're not limited on how many people you, you include. Can, you can sign up your whole company. You can sign up your whole family. It's, uh, like how see, much that's what's the beautiful thing about it is we use the businesses that we encounter. So I'm a glorified door-to-door -door saleswoman. That's truly <laughs> what I am. I walk around talking about the issues. I interview people, give them, get their opinions into Washington mm -hmm. and send them directly. And then if they're interested in moving forward, I show them what we do. Yeah. If they're not, we just, you know, we've gotten their opinion. It's gone to Congress. They get a copy of it and we're out of their lives until, you know, we come around a year or so later and just try to see if they're ready to get involved because not everybody's ready to be involved at this level because yeah. it is a it is a, uh, a level that most people are not yeah. engaged in. Right. You want to give us a little bit of a rundown for an average person like mm -hmm. you've just sold me and my business. I signed up five or six people. Um, the membership, the base membership is for two people, mm -hmm. um, giving two people a voice. But you can choose what, how many people you want on there afterwards. And what you receive is you receive the critical issues before Congress, state and federal. With a more slant to the federal, wouldn't you say? I would. Um, the state issues are important very important um, but you also get a rmp report which stands for review preview it tells you what happened last week and what they're doing this week it sometimes is your only chance to literally let your members of congress know what you're thinking before they actually vote that week mm -hmm. which is really important sometimes people just read the information mm -hmm. um, just to have that knowledge is so important because when you open up a action or take action part of that RMP report or the email that we provide to you. It opens up with the facts in a short, concise manner on that issue. And then you have who's for it, who's against it. And then you have an easy way to communicate right down on the bottom with talking points, or you can just type in quickly your opinion. Mm. And then it's off to Washington to not just your representative, but your two senators as well, and sometimes the president. And on the state issues, it goes to your assembly, your senator, as well as Gavin Newsom, in mm -hmm. our case here in California. I think so many people feel like they don't have a voice. And we do, we that, just This don't. is amazing. I've never heard of this organization. And I think it's, uh, as someone who worked for, mm, couple decades for a public broadcasting station which is a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um we really took very seriously the people who would write in and because that's how else do you know thank you yeah because people have actually taken the time mm -hmm. to understand and communicate that's right and they do take a, a huge we are one-third of all the mail going to washington our national write your congressman members we are the single largest source of direct constituent mail and you're back i believe in 2010 because we wrote the whole system that 
the whole communication is based upon, mm -hmm. um, we were put in a hierarchy. So when you communicate, it's not considered um, secondhand mail. It is direct constituent mail. That is how it's received on Congress's site. Okay, so it's not going immediately into their spam folder. No, it's... this is actually in their high priority oh folder, gosh, uh -huh. opposed to into that trash can. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what's so nice about it is they actually read it. Their staffers actually read it. And some members of Congress um, have actually, and I'm sorry uh, to jump no, into your ahead. gas. No, go some ahead. members of Congress have actually created legislation and brought it directly to us for us to be able to get people in their opinion before they move forward on making a decision. And here in California, a very good friend of Denise's, mm -hmm. who actually was the one who put us together, mm -hmm. Steve Ward, introduced his state legislation and we were talking about it and he sent me the bill. I said, send me the whole bill. I will have National Write Your Congressman put it out to our uh, members in California. And we did, we sent it out as a national act, uh, state action alert. And um, he his bill didn't make it through because it's an uphill battle in yeah. this state. Right. But um, it was really rewarding for us to be able to facilitate that for our uh, good friend, Steve Ward. Did you, uh, did you make changes or suggestions, I guess is a better word? I am not in charge of that. That's what our oh. nonpartisan research department back in now Richardson, Texas, right outside of Dallas, that's what they do. Oh. They're masters at knowing how to present it in a quick, concise manner where you get the facts. And they are, they are the ones who actually put the um, action alerts out. Part of the problem is that when you're watching TV and it's during an election cycle or whatever, and there's these propositions coming up, they have the ability to convolute whatever law is coming forward yes so that you don't know what you're voting for that's why or we have a research that's department why you exist right <laughs> our research department will do i mean for any one of our members um they will go you just email us and yeah. they'll do the due diligence and tell you the truth I've had many people, whether it's on a gun issue or it's on uh, a state issue on gas, mm -hmm. that they're literally communicating to the research department, thinking what they're hearing on the internet mm -hmm. is the truth. Mm -hmm. And then the research department comes back and and this may be someone who loves guns right. and wants to make sure that this is true because they got one on, you know? Yeah. They, they, I think that's a lot of times when right. social media, they were like pushing to get people all amped up yeah. or whether it's the mainstream media as well and when you reach that, reach out to the research department and they say um no this was based on a bill in illinois mm -hmm. and it's married with this bill and mm -hmm. only a fraction of this is true oh. isn't that nice to know yeah the the actual truth behind what's really happening yeah opposed to having that knee-jerk reaction right that instantaneous reaction and that so many people live by today of course um, opposed to actually looking at what's really happening are your researchers do they have like a law degree or what is their qualification to be a researcher on charlie houston who is the head of the research research department he that's what he studied in school mm -hmm. and he actually does a couple of roles at national right your congressman he is the head research of research but he also which is nice about national right your congressman we're not a lobby group mm -hmm. 
he does make his trips to Washington, D.C. to find out what their agendas are. And so when he goes in there, they actually bring him in around the lobbyists. Oh, my goodness. Um, because they're, he, we are working for Congress to work for the people. Yes. So we bring that to back together. So he's brought in, and if they have a statue on their desk, that means they've won an award for communication with their constituency. Oh, so they want that award on their desk. Mm-hmm. There must be something sort of refreshing about being a political person, a congressman, and having someone come meet with you who doesn't have an axe to grind doesn't have a side yes that is so refreshing for the members of congress when uh our reps go into washington Mm -hmm. uh to see them and find out what their agenda is yeah yeah it's nice i don't i've never do that so i don't know the experience firsthand Mm -hmm. i just hear the stories from charlie and and the rest of the gang that have done it for years every state is represented so if i have an issue in hawaii or nebraska i well, there's a, there comes in a little problem. Okay. You are a resident and you are um, registered to vote in California. Okay. We are not allowed to influence a member of Congress in Hawaii if we don't live there. Um, you're not supposed to. But with the way things are with pressure and the way that um, kind of like the whole Hollywood thing theme is, you know, you just kind of push everything through. Right. Um, that is not allowed. You're you're supposed to only influence your lawmakers based on your registered to vote address. Okay, so if I am registered to vote, though, in any of those other states, yes. do you represent all 50 states, right? Yes. Oh, you mean national? Yes, yes national yes, yes. your congressman is in every state. Mm-hmm. We have representatives all over the country. I, I sometimes used to just call myself a, an American patriot, but... <laughs> Now I'm the one, I feel like I'm calling this uh, 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 a modern day Paul Revere, just ca- running I the streets saying, um, the British are coming, the British are coming <laughs> because people need to wake up. It is a, at that, as Denise said, is at that paradox right mm-hmm. now that with, with people don't start getting more involved. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think this country's that fragile that we could fall apart under one generation, but this is what happens when you get too much power. Right. It's called a supermajority in right. California. Uh, no check currently, balance. the Democrats hold that supermajority. And so there's not that um, we have to work for this kind mm-hmm. of aspect. It's like it's a free for all, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And yes, there are um, state lawmakers that really do care and are trying to get things done. But it is that um, we've got to vote. We've got to get out there. We've got to get more people involved. Um, after the 2020 election, um, I was on a campaign trying to find as many young people as we can, could find to put into office um, so that we can actually get city council and then we could get uh, our legislative branch starting to move towards the direction of balance. Because there's never a good if it's a runaway Republican or a runaway Democrat. Right. I think the best way that we perform as a country is when there is um, heated debate um, and ironing out what's best for the country. Mm-hmm. Um, a my, mutual respect yes, while doing that, listening absolutely. to the other side and having respect for that viewpoint. There is that with Congress. So that is what the media portrays, is that conflict within the parties. With Justice Kavanaugh's um, confirmation, when the Senate 
show they showed uh, Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. and Diane Feinstein hugging. The far left went absolutely berserk. Right. But these are long lasting friends yeah. that have worked together for decades yeah. in the Senate and have tremendous respect for one another to get the job done for our country. So we not, again, they don't agree with each other on the issues all the time. But they have respect. And that's what we have to always remember is that they are supposed to be working for the people. Right. We show them the respect and we expect that respect back. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that we don't um, sensationalize it like we've seen the media do. Oh, that's all That's all we're getting. Uh, talking about Diane Feinstein, I'm glad you brought her up because she's an old school politician where back in the day it was a little more sophisticated of a type of civilized civilized that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> it was more civilized uh, in at least in the way it was portrayed and diane feinstein actually you know she reached across the aisle on some stuff she has she made it work she mitigated whatever you know there's a, i'm just saying that there there was not a hard line with her no, she was a tough lady but she was able to work it out when it needed to be worked out and she listened to constituent pressure mm-hmm. um i mean during obamacare they were going to put in a mandate that you had to track every expense kind of like the one that they were talking about um, for the um, banking, uh, where you had to track and mm-hmm. report every transaction in your business of $300 or more yeah. to the IRS. Well, she thought that was nonsense when we were writing her and that she was part of that effort to get rid of it. And so there is that bipartisan effort right. that does actually come back to constituent pressure. So when someone says, why did that person jump party lines? Maybe you should just say that his constituents are writing him that's right or her or her or exactly her. <laughs> did you see a shift ever um in the time that you've worked here have you seen a shift in there's a lot more letter writing or people are a lot more up in arms has it have you seen a change or is it always just sort of steady well i came in after um 9 11 mm-hmm. and i heard stories of such heroism and patriotism after 9-11 and then that wanes so yeah. we mm-hmm. we tend to forget why we get yeah. patriotic mm-hmm. um but for me um i'm an ex-business owner um been involved with the chamber i've been involved with national right congressmen i've been involved with many different groups and my own lobby group for our industry that it isn't something that just comes and goes it is something that's part of my DNA to be able to be involved in our government. Mm. Um, in the time that I've been a representative, right, your congressman, um, it does tend to be um, when you see such angst in our country, like we saw during the 2020 election. Yeah. Um, and there was mistrust. That's it's yeah. the opposite. So that we lost a lot of people to... Um, mistrust of our government Mm -hmm. thinking that what difference does it make to vote yes um or are they recording us because of the reports that were going on um on the internet that they're tracking how you're voting right um so some people wouldn't even give their opinions during the irs investigation under obama's administration with lois Lerner, i trained people to do the work that we do there were so many people that wouldn't even talk to us because they were so fearful of our government and i would look them dead in the eye and said do you understand what power you're giving up 
Mm -hmm. This government relies on the people. And Thomas Jefferson said, we have freedom when the government fears the people. Mm -hmm. We have tyranny when the people fear their government. And that's a frightful place to walk. Mm -hmm. And so it would upset me and personally take it I take things very personal sure. because I, I, I take my job personal and I love this country. I'm very patriotic. I don't know if you noticed. I wear a scarf, I wear a pen, <laughs> and I have a purse. And Bo, my dog, mm -hmm. usually has a um, usually has a uh, American flag leash that he goes around with today i put just put his leather leash on tonight but yeah yeah very patriotic you're all about it i am i love it and it's not a uh uh put on yeah no. thank you it's not it is actually who i am i love this country with my core mm -hmm. being and it's a responsibility so um how i ended up here is because of my businesses but i was fighting we were fighting the biggest lobbyists but in 2005, we had a family tragedy. And I just won't go into too many details because um, that's for another tag. <laughs> um, but um, that tragedy um, made me, brought me to my knees, brought me to try to figure out what I could do that was better than what just, not that it's not wonderful making money and being a business owner right. and dealing with all the stress and all that, the, the balancing that you have to do being a business owner. But this was so important that I found, um, by God, National Right Your Congressman to actually walk into that role as a representative. Mm -hmm. And humble, I had to humble myself to do the job because I had very successful California businesses that led me into here. Mm -hmm. And to actually go back to door pulling, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, it, was, it, was, it was kind of like, people know me yeah. um, and they're gonna see me pulling doors. They're gonna go, what is wrong with Savannah? Um, so I had to humble myself before I could actually be successful at this work, which was kind of interesting. I Be think it's more of a higher calling, though. It's like you've it you've set aside something that's uh, that's important and shouldn't be minimalized at all yes. to do something that you felt a great need for. I think that's... I think everybody needs to have that say when there's something critical happening in their life. They need to be able to have that because Congress works for us in very uh, varying capacities. So you've got your state lawmakers that have their role, and then you have your federal lawmakers that have their role. Now, I don't know, what city do you live in? Do you mind my asking on air? Oh, no, not at all. Um, Santa Ana, is that? Okay. Yeah. yeah, we live in Santa Ana. It's unincorporated Orange County. That's why I'm looking at her and questioning. So yeah. our, I, I'm assuming if you're close neighbors, mm -hmm. okay, then we all have um, Katie Porter, Yes. Yes. Correct. Katie Porter is my congresswoman. Mm -hmm. She's your congresswoman. Mm -hmm. um, I'll call her for a varying reasons on a federal end. So um, I had someone that I helped get their citizenship mm -hmm. uh, moving forward when it was stuck yeah. just by picking up the phone. Um, I was upset two weeks ago when I had to go to the Social Security Administration and it's still close to COVID. Yep. And I had to make that phone call to the office saying, why? Yeah. I, I really would like to be able to go in there. And so with this 80-year-old 
woman mm-hmm. that's standing here doesn't know anything about the internet, um, she would like to be able to just walk in. Yeah. Um, instead of having to go online and can't get the services. So the citizenship for someone that is working for you or someone is in another country. An interesting uh, scenario happened to me is with um, the tragedy that we had mm-hmm. uh, in 2005, I used the tools at National Right Your Congressman um, to actually reach out to my sister's um, lawmakers in Tennessee mm-hmm. um, using our tools and be able to lobby and work to change the way jurors are with their instructions in a, another state in a murder case. So mm-hmm. it was it was rewarding that I was able to sit down and work with the Senate of Tennessee to wow. actually move forward with trying to get things done. Uh, because I know that when you sit down and it's something important to you, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, if you can convey to your lawmakers why it's important for them to change a law to protect this or change a law to make sure that we don't do something um it's really critical that you convey your personal heart in the process oh i and it is and you can get things done even in california so california Mm -hmm. our business was the driving and traffic school industry and we were up against the biggest lobbyist in california and traffic school still exists today i do believe that's part of uh the I'm part of that reason, along with so many others that were trying in that effort to speak out to Pete Wilson's administration back in those days. Was there an attempt to have traffic yes. schools removed? The biggest lobbyists, uh, the insurance industry, wanted everybody's Why? tickets to be on the record. Oh, the, yeah, they the, the tickets the, to be yeah. on the record. And the ju- we did have the judges on our side. Judges wanted to keep it uh, with traffic schools so yeah. that they could keep their calendars on more important. Um, agendas opposed to sitting there dealing with speeding tickets and all that stuff. I I really do believe in education on every level of of what we do because in the driving and traffic school, it's about education and re-education of the rules of the road. And in in our political process, it's all about education and not misinformation on what's happening. And I think that we all have a personal responsibility and when people shirk that responsibility, again, I take that personally. You talked about education. And before we went on my on air, we talked a little bit about what your organization does for schools. Yes. Um, National Right Your Congressman, the only time that we sell our information is to our other part, which is a nonprofit. Oh, okay. And it's um, our SGAP program, Student Government Affairs Program. Mm-hmm. And it allows um, our members to sponsor in part or in whole a classroom of their choice so that they're able to get the materials in that teenage mm-hmm. mindset yep. so that they can understand it and be able to debate in classroom and actually write Congress throughout their course. I love it. Is that it's, open to uh, just mostly high schools? That's who you're sort of targeting? So it it is for the high school it's program high primarily school. because mm-hmm. they have that AP government. Yep. Um, and our program is sometimes the only time they actually get both sides of the narrative. Far too often, and I don't, don't mean to um, undermine our public school system or even our private school system, far too often personal opinions come into it or personal uh, um, pressure from uh, from a 
a group comes mm-hmm. into play opposed to the facts. Yeah. So we want them, the students, to be able to be armed with the same facts that we are armed with right. so that they can critically think about what's going on opposed to being told what's going on in social media. Me and Denise were talking about this last week. Social media is telling our kids exactly what to do, how to think. And that is not critical thinking. Mm -mm. We want our kids to be able to get truth, take that truth, make their own determination off of the truths and be able to digest that and come back with their own opinion right that's i i don't like our children being told how to and i i say that as someone who has four-legged children right um but i don't want the kids to end up being um zombies on just following what everybody else or lemmings and just follow what everybody else is saying and that's what social media kind of prides itself on that it just puts it out there and all these people are going to follow i apologize for Mm -hmm. interrupting it's a disservice to the people Mm -hmm. and to what gain is it um to do that dumb down our people maybe Uh, um i don't know i i I don't understand perplexed by it but i think it in at the end of the day i think it's a matter of just duping people in order to gain control over a certain group that's my uneducated opinion. I have I have a niece, an 18-year-old niece. She's just in um, college for the first time. She's super bright. And she is educated on the issues beyond social media. She actually has, she digs and finds out, you know, what's what and all that. She's a rare bird. Yes, yes. she is. That is not common no. as a... Uh, someone who taught at Chapman University for a long time, um, a, a lot of it is they'll p- kids that age sort of take what's what's comfortable to them, or maybe what's the opposite of what their parents raised them as. Because now I'm 18, I'm out of the house, I'm actually going to go do the opposite. So my very conservative parents now I'm going to be very liberal, or the other way around, because I I'm out on my own now. But I do I've seen the struggle of of her trying to get the actual information and get it right that's yes. it's hard to do well we would welcome her on board <laughs> i shall write your congressman <laughs> i can't stop thinking about her that's as soon as you started talking i'm like oh this is right up her alley i think it's right up your son's alley too yeah it is yeah if if you are literally looking at the facts and you know who you are in your heart you will vote accordingly mm-hmm. and Lively discussion is so wonderful for both on on the education aspect. How did you end up with your position? I'd like to know Mm -hmm. and have that lively discussion. It's really um, eye-opening to each of the parties that are having that debate so that you can understand, well, maybe you didn't know that you know, I had to put my down my dog, you know, right. and that's why I don't didn't want euthanasia. Right. Whatever the issue is, right. how, people have their reasoning for ending up at their position, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's based on their truth mm-hmm. or not. I mean, right. what, or misinformation. Right. So we need to ha- have those discussions to be able to 
or just be able to get the facts and say, hey, look, I have a source for you. Yeah. This is going to help you understand things a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way we don't have to argue. And then you've got your side and, I've, and, and my side in there. And then you can figure it out for yourself. Yeah. I always say this is the gift of freedom that our members give, like Denise gave to her kids. It is the gift of freedom to our children. Mm-hmm. Is there any effort on your guys' part to go into the college arena? You can also sponsor colleges, but it is not through our SGAP program. Mm-hmm. So I had a one of my members who was a, um, a physicist um, down in San Clemente. She wanted to make sure that all of the Berkeley um, uh, political instructors were all on the program Mm -hmm. so that that way they were actually getting the facts because she saw as someone who went to the school that they were gearing just really to the far left Mm -hmm. and so she wanted to surprise at Berkeley (laughs) (laughs) so she wanted to make sure that the head of the department and any of the other um, instructors were involved Mm -hmm. so she used to sponsor them I wonder how that was received you know what (laughs) I would I get to see whether somebody is receiving it that's all I can do yes on my side Mm because we're not a lobby group we're not looking at everything that you're doing we trust that uh you you're doing your part Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. we only see Denise once a year usually we only see our members once a year yeah we need more people to be involved we need individuals families um businesses because and the reason we reach out to businesses is very important to understand they are the ones that are first taxed they're the ones that deal with all the regulations Mm -hmm. um they have government taking money out the back door while they're trying to bring money in the front door so they understand it a little bit better than just the average american um but we use our businesses to reach out to more of the community refer me to uh, get me to or let's add on more people to your membership so that we can get to more of your family because mm-hmm. we'll never we'll never go door to door house to house that we there's just not enough of an army at national right your congressman to do that right so i get a a little uh email every week and sometimes more often and yes. i don't know how often they come it depends upon when the critical issues on. that are going on i also with my membership i get an app which i didn't yes. know about last time and i just found you out you can only absorb so much when i meet exactly. you for the first time it's like a i know i told you but I'm it's sure okay <laughs> i'm sure you did through the app can i also write my congressman absolutely okay. on and what here's the fun thing mm-hmm. on any issue that's important to you so you can go right into your legislators at the bottom on the app mm-hmm. on the app mm-hmm. and there you will find your federal and state lawmakers and wherein you can write them yep. on any issue that's important to you. So mm-hmm. when it, coronavirus was going on and they were shutting down businesses, that's where I went. I went to let them know, look, how are the businesses supposed to survive if yep. you shut them down or communicating my person, my, because I do this, let's f- face facts. I do this because I'm a very opinionated person. Yeah. And so I was using it to let them know exactly how I felt. I was l- using it to let them know how concerned I was when there was a new outbreak of coronavirus and the illegal immigrants were being put into our cities with no um, vaccines, vaccines um, no checks and balances. And I was worried about how much of an outbreak we were going to have. And then we did. Yeah. Um, so I you can write on any issue, which is beautiful for anybody in any type of industry or 
any family Mm -hmm. because you can just open up you can hear what's going on and say just by hearing the news that on your way home Mm -hmm. if you are a news listener Mm -hmm. or if you're not and you hear something that's happening you want to find out more just write your lawmakers say i hear that this is happening can you tell me what your position is that's always a beautiful place to start with if you don't know what your personal representatives are, are how they're looking at an issue. Um, you can always just write them and say, this bill came up. I want to know how, how you're going to vote on it um, or what your thoughts are on it. I think people um, think that they will not be read or get anything back. Yeah. On the local level, it can be just that one vote by the way Mm -hmm. that one communication that actually gets things done back probably in 2008 i was helping out in bakersfield and i was talking to a business owner and he was telling me the story of a bill that was going through congress and he had a big plant and he was going to have to shut it down and let 50 employees go Mm. And he was trying to convey that through the communication that he was sending to his lawmakers through National Write Your Congressman. And he was at a fundraiser uh, up in Bakersfield, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And the congressman for his district just happened to be there. And he went up and he, he went right into his face and he said, I need to talk to you about that bill. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I know what you're talking about. And he goes, thank you mm-hmm. for changing your vote. And he goes, I listen to constituent pressure. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he leans in and he said, I got your letter. Oh, he knew, he knew. who the guy was. And sometimes it is important to say, I've got these people that are relying on this plant to stay open. I think you I've got, have to. Yeah. So Are you ever made aware of bad letter writers? No. Okay. No. I was just wondering if there was any loose cannons. I do know a couple of loose cannons. Mm. And I tell them to stop it. Mm. Yeah. Because Because you're giving everybody a bad name. Well, yes. And I want, when you communicate to Congress, what's so important is this is direct with us. This is not going through third-party channels right this is direct to washington when it's going to make the most impact on the decision making this is dead serious yeah it is so speak respectfully yes no cursing no swearing no threatening um the threatening will get you in prison so yeah i mean if you start threatening members of congress you you will see the fbi or the police come to your house or office (laughs) to arrest you for threatening a member of congress so just be be respectful these people have um, been elected by the people in the district to represent the district um you're wanting them to understand your position Mm -hmm. you're not trying to um, make them regret that they (laughs) took the office Gosh, it's, it's kind of, I'm laughing because it seems pretty basic. Yes, but, you know, mm-hmm. some things you, I mean, I, we had to explain uh, in that, what was that lawsuit of 2018, the number one lawsuit, um, a woman sued the RV um, manufacturer because it didn't say you cannot leave the, while the vehicle's running, you can't leave to go make your dinner in the back no, and crash no. the RV. She got up from the steering wheel? Yes, while the vehicle was running. And cr- it, of course, crashes. And then she sued, and she like, sued the RV, RV company. Yeah, because she, they didn't put it in their 
manual that you're not allowed to leave the driver's seat well so you know when you read these instructions um, and there's uh, and there's warnings um so savannah yes. thank you for coming we oh, uh, we appreciate you your insight me. we love all of the the ins and outs of what we can do as we the people because it really is about us so before we leave on our tradition is to have our guests give us a tag and um do you have anything for us my tag is wake up participate and get involved what does that mean it means we all need have a responsibility mm-hmm. to being in our government and getting the facts and taking investing that few minutes to find out what's happening and get the real facts i love it savannah anderson thank you so much for joining us today on two average girls we're so glad to have you here i don't think you are average <laughs> we love it when people say that <laughs> well thank you for having me and Bo and Bo and Bo thanks Bo yes thank you or to Average Girls I'm Ann Police and I'm Denise Cooper be sure and rate, review, subscribe and download to Average Girls on all of the uh platforms that you get your podcast on also be sure and go on our instagram page and our facebook page to average girls podcast we'll see you next time 